Dump on the unostentably a baseball podcast. This is the B Block. Tonight is Tuesday, September the 28th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, Joel. I'm coming at you as per usual from Brooklyn, New York, where it is starting to feel a little bit like fall, if we're being honest. Well, that's nice. It's been wicked. I don't yeah, know. well, it was really hot. And then today was like really nice. And then I looked at the forecast because it rained some. It was like crazy thunderstorm this morning. And then it was like really nice in the afternoon. And so I looked at the forecast and it was like, you know, it's going to get down into the low 50s at night the rest of the week. So, right. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast, but this is the B block, so we're not going to talk a lot of baseball. However, Sam, I did want to ask you this. We got a week of the regular season left, and the only two teams with 100 or more wins are the Dodgers and the Giants in the same division. Right. Do you think that's fucked up? Do you think that's going to have uh, force changes in Major League Baseball? Do you think that's I do think – I mean, I think that the one-game playoff is stupid. Right. And I always have. I think it's un-American and un, it's not baseball. You know, that's football. Um, uh-huh. So, what I don't I, think it's going to force changes because the Major League – you know, Major League Baseball just does whatever the fuck it wants to pad its own pockets. But, but yeah, I, I think it's done. As like, well, the Padres – completely collapsed they're a 500 team now the rockies are at 71 and 85 so they're bad but not absolutely trash and then you've got arizona at 50 wins and 106 losses yeah they're bad they're real bad uh i mean so the inverse problem of this is teams tanking but who in the nl is actually tanking arizona Maybe the Pirates. Arizona, yeah. What's that? The Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that the I yeah, well, I don't know if the Pittsburgh Pirates are tanking or if that's just they're unwilling to try to win. I feel the same way about Baltimore, and I feel like there has to be something to stop teams from just like not tanking for a season in the interest of a re- rebuild, but just being terrible all the time. Well, and like the Baltimore Orioles. Like baseball as a whole would be so much better if the Pirates and the Orioles were good. Like that would be fun if they were Right. Those- I think that Major League Baseball should like make it be like you either have to try to win or you have to sell your team. That's what I think it is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's players, there's people out there who want to buy a baseball team. I know there are. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a very profitable enterprise. Yeah, big time. 
Yeah. In the AL, I mean, it's not quite. I mean, the AL, you've got all these bad teams in the AL Central. But they all have at least 70 wins. I feel like 70 wins is kind of a, a threshold there. Right. Well, also, it's like, you know, Cleveland has been competitive recently. So have the Twins. Yes. You know, Pittsburgh, when's the last time Pittsburgh was competitive? Ten uh, years ago? Uh, they have had a good year sooner than that. But, you, I mean... In theory, you're right, I think. Uh, but right. it's like, you know, we always forget about that Mets uh, Royals 2015 World Series. And you're like, the Kansas City Royals were good enough to win the World Series in 2015. They went two years in a row, didn't they? They did, yeah. And they won the second time. <laughs> and that's always a team I imagine to be a, a you know, a carpet. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, so if either the Dodgers or the Giants are going to have to play a one-game wild card against the St. Louis Cardinals. We've won 17 games in a row now. Are the St. Louis Cardinals practicing voodoo, do you think? Maybe, yeah. I think that it would be, you know, pretty – ridiculous if the St. Louis Cardinals at whatever 86 wins played a one game playoff against the 100 win Dodgers and won cuz anything could happen in one game and then right went all the way to the World Series and played Tony Lusa Chicago White Sox right that would actually kind of make me angry angry yeah, just like if the Cardinals made it to the World Series doing the thing that Tony Lusa seems to always have done with the Cardinals, which is like, we went 81 and 81 in the regular season. Now we're in the World right. Series. <laughs> and now we're in the World Series. The last time Pittsburgh made the playoffs was 2015 as a wild card. Mm. Because they had McCutcheon, man. He was NL MVP. Right. Yeah. And then they got rid of him because he was too good. They were like, holy shit, this guy's too good at baseball. We have to get rid of him. Right. We're the pirates, they said. Yeah. We can't have an we can't have an NL MVP on our team. <laughs> hey, who you got for NL MVP right now? I mean, like Juan Soto and Bryce Harper are both making late charges. Um, I think that it's once, I mean, uh, Bryce Harper, I think. You do. Yeah. I don't like him, but he's having a good year. This is an anti-Bryce Harper podcast. Has been for a long damn time. But, uh, yeah, he's having a really good year. Yeah, I don't like his hair. No, he needs a hair. I don't like his whole look. Yeah. He looks like, like a What's wrong with you? Yeah. You're a major league baseball player. Cut your damn hair, you know? Yeah. Get a job. Get a real job. Get, get a job. Get a mohawk or something, you know? Uh, mohawk would be cool. I would. Yeah. That would be neat. He looks like a Brooklyn bartender, you know what I mean? No, I have no idea what you mean. Is that what Brooklyn bartenders look like? Yeah, big time. Uh, that's really unfortunate. Throw some, throw some suspenders on that guy and ask him for a Negroni, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
What about Soto? You don't think he's going to be MVP? He's having a great. Uh, he kind of had a real slow start. Uh, you know, I think that Bryce Harper's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Uh, you had texted me earlier. You had something to say about Degrom getting shut down. Um, yeah, the Mets shut him down for the year. He's done. I thought that was a done deal a while ago. Did they only? No, I think it just today they announced it. I think it was. I think it was a done deal a while ago. I think that they only just announced it though. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the Mets are gonna do what the Mets do best and set a record. Uh, they will set a major league historical record for most days spent in first place in the division and ending the season with a losing record. They were nice three days in first place in the NL East and guaranteed to finish under 500. So what what uh, was their record? Right now I think they're 77 and 82. Let me look that up. No, I mean, I'm sorry. How many days were they in first place? 105. 105 days in first place in the division. Jesus. That, yeah, they're 75 and 82 right now. Guaranteed to end with a losing record. Yeah, no, they're terrible. So hopefully Steve Cohen, I mean, he's never going to learn humility, but look at that. Um, yeah, I just, you know, Mets going to Met, you know. This is a very Mets. They lost 10 out of 11 from September 13th to September 26th. Right. That's sad. It's a sad situation. <laughs> the Mets going to Met. That's what they did. Mets, they got to. They got to. And I feel bad. They're, they're contractually obligated to Met. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to do a pickle power hour? Yeah. A little top of the crock. Top of the crock. We talked about this three weeks ago. So you tried some pickles and they didn't work out. And now your next batch are good. Right. So I tried these pickles, this lacto-fermented dill pickle which is like kind of the <clears throat> I got this really great fermenting crock from the shelf for my birthday which is just amazing from Zanesville Ohio I might add your favorite town with the three-way bridge and the UFO site it is my favorite town. also a vibrant ceramic scene apparently I'm glad you remembered all, um all the Zanesville facts that makes me so happy <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Zanesville, Ohio. Frequent, frequent feature on this podcast. That town. So three weeks, which is so weird and dangerous. Right. And loaded with UFOs. Yeah, lots of UFO sightings. I think uh, we talked about this. I think because there's actually an Air Force base like an hour north of Zanesville, I think is why they have all the UFOs. Right, where all the aliens live. It's actually the it's actually the Air Force Base from uh, Independence Day. Also, there may be an argument that the three-way bridge attracts aliens because they're attracted to like weird water structures. Uh, Why? Appalachians. Uh, something about water. I mean, that's a, a ongoing argument. Um, really, it's the Air Force Base. So either the Air either. Like, if you're being serious, UFOs or the Air Force trying out weird super secret technologies that we haven't been revealed yet, 
Oh, that's or they're like attracted to super secret, specifically nuclear technology. Exactly. Yeah, that's the correct answer. So the aliens are actually going to the military bases because that's what you would do if you were scoping out a new civilization. Yeah, the Air Force declassified, uh, <clears throat> not the one, the most recent one, but the declass when they declassified a bunch of documents years ago, it was that they started seeing all of these crazy UFOs once they started testing the A-bomb. Yes, yes. Um, and it was like all of these flying saucers, essentially, around all of these nuclear facilities. Which makes sense in a certain way, right? If you're like an intergalactic peacekeeper and then somebody starts messing around with nuclear weapons, it makes sense. Right. Or if you're just like scoping the, you're like, oh, these people aren't a threat. Oh, but now they have nuclear nukes. Yeah. So the big one is the Wright Patterson Air Force Base outside of Dayton, uh, which is, yeah, near Cincinnati. So this is one of my favorite drives when I drive uh, from Champaign to the East Coast. And it's probably what? An hour from right uh, Patterson to Zanesville. Uh, I don't know. No, no, I'm looking at the map right now. So right, um, and that's outside of Dayton, Ohio. So if you're launching your ships from Wright Patterson Air Force Base, and then they're flying over Zanesville, which has Zanesville also has a real Twin Peaks vibe about it, which is what I like about that town with the creepy ceramics uh, market, like old timey feel with the bizarro three-way bridge that's like weird. And it's right as you're going up from the Midwest Plains into Appalachia, you know? Right. It's getting into that, that cool vibe that I really love. Yeah, we should do more Zanesville co uh, content. Right, so anyway, I have this croc. <laughs> Let's talk about pickles. <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, you may remember I was talking about I made these pickles. I went away for the weekend, put them in the crock, went away for the weekend, came back, checked them, put my hand in there, and it was just all mush. It was really right. gross. Yes. Um, and it wasn't even mush. It was like the insides had completely liquefied except for the seeds. So it was like a pickle-shaped water balloon with a bunch of cucumber seeds inside of it. It was really gross. So this time I tweaked the recipe a little bit, um, left them in there for, I think, let's see, Thursday morning, Friday, Saturday. I took them out, sat, I put them in Thursday morning, took them out Saturday night. So three, two and a half days, basically. Almost three days. And, um, oh no, I'm sorry. I checked them on Saturday night. I took them out Sunday morning. So it was three days and they are so fucking good. Uh, I've eaten, I don't know, probably like, probably like seven of them. Yes. Uh, they're so good. They're crispy. They're wet, like wet, like juicy, you know, they make that sound, that pickle sound when you bite into them. Yep. 
they're like salty and sour and spicy and dilly and they're so fucking good um so anyway i'm feeling pretty good about it that's awesome what are you putting them in we're just eating them straight we've been eating a lot of like we went to the grocery store and bought a bunch of cheese and crackers and hummus and we've been doing like pickles and cheese and crackers and hummus basically and like a little cheese board spread with pickles it's really good Ooh, that sounds good. Wait, did you say I wasn't really w- listening? Did you say what meat you were having? Shut up. <laughs> did you say what meat you were having with your pickled charcuterie dishes, if any? No, just cheese, no meat. Cheese, no meat. We should have cheese and some. cheese and hummus. Right, I mean, that's healthy, but like some salami there might be good. Yeah, we don't really have a good salami place near really? our house. Yeah, like when there's our grocery store has some salami, which is probably fine, but it's just so overpriced. Oh, it's an overpriced like store in general, but it's like a gentrifying neighborhood. And so, this store, like they recently remodeled and it was a shitty old key foods, and now it's like a fancy key foods. And the prices are already high on everything, but the things that are like salami and fancy cheese are just out of control because they yeah. think they can charge whatever they want for the hipsters you know oh yeah yeah i mean and that's brooklyn right that's brooklyn with their bartenders that's central brooklyn yeah when they're bryce harper bartenders and... <laughs> uh but that's also just like food in general is really expensive right now because of COVID, right? No, this was before COVID. Okay. Before it was, it was expensive before COVID. Fair enough. Okay, so I'm looking right now. So I wanted to segue awkwardly into my trip to the pumpkin patch this last weekend. Okay, cool. Because white bitches love pumpkin patches. According to Twitter. According to Twitter, I'm trying to find out who said that to us. Um, because I went with a bunch of work friends to the pumpkin patch, which is kind of a weird thing to go. Oh, with. right. And you were like crashing some date, right? In hindsight, that's what I think was happening. Uh, I think there, I think I was a fifth, I was a um, unaware fifth wheel on this pumpkin patch date. I kind of felt bad about that. Uh, Yeah, no, we were texting when you realized that. That was pretty fun. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But one thing that was funny is that they, I don't know why we started talking about this, talking about how in Portland, Oregon, they pickle everything. I think Uh that's a joke on Portlandia that you everything and i felt bad because as an oregonian i was actually trying to say no wait you can pickle anything right and they were just ragging on you well i was just being because the joke is that's what a stereotypical oregonian would say and i happen to be an oregonian and i happen to defend the fact that you can pickle anything right yeah because that's true, right? You can't. Right. 
If, if there's a will, there's a pickle. And that's how you preserve your food. Sure. Right. Right, but not if you're in the Midwest. In the Midwest, it's throw in the refrigerator. Or like... Or the... the, the um, uh, yes, Joel, what's it called? The thing mm-hmm. that you eat below your house where you also store the dead bodies. The root cellar? The root cellar. There we go. No, that would be like, that's where you store your pickles. Well, you pickle things and put them in the root cellar. Before you right. have refrigeration, I understand that refrigeration kind of negates the need for pickling and jarring. We also talked about mason jars on this trip. But like, that's the whole point is that if you don't have refrigeration, because maybe it's 1840 or maybe it's 2040 and the apocalypse has happened and you only have pickling and jarring. Like, that's what you got to do, right? Right. You got to. Right. Okay, so if you pickle anything. That's why, like, the Mets have to find a weird, spectacular way to not only lose, but, like, really embarrass themselves. Wait, what? Like, you have to. That's what I'm saying. Why? Because that, like, fulfills your, like, ontological being? Like, the Mets would not be the Mets if they didn't embarrass themselves? Right. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, you you got to preserve your food to stay alive. You have to. And the Mets have to embarrass themselves. They just have to. Yep. I just found it. At Like Demolition on Twitter, white bitches love pumpkin patches. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And the consensus on Twitter was that yes, they do. Is that the consensus on Twitter was yes, they do exactly. I had a right. what? What do you? And you, and you disagree? I'm looking at pickles. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I'm like trying to. I was never mind. I was trying to make a. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. White bitches love pumpkin patches and pickles, probably. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to talk to you about. We didn't talk enough. I have not gotten re-radicalized about heightism. Because those people, I don't know what the hell happened to those people. But they were fucking weirdos. The, the heightism people. The heightism people, exactly. The anti-heightism. They're on the campaign like, to defend the rights of short people. Um, man, pickles. I had a thing I was going with. Pickles. Pickling. If you could pickle anything, what would you pickle? Well, that's the thing. Is I can pickle anything. Right. Because I have that ability. And I made cucumber pickles. The pickle that is so pickly that that's what people think of. Like, that's even what I think. When you say pickles, that's what I think of. You know? That is actually the best pickle. The cucumber pickle is cucumber the pickle. best pickle. That is, it's the quintessential pickle, I would say. Interesting. Okay. I like it. You're surprising me. You're not going to go out of your way and like, 
pickle a lamb's tongue or something. Well, weird. here's the thing, though, Joel, is that when you go and you buy pickles at the grocery store, cucumber pickles, you get, like, nice, you know, kosher dills and they're in that brine. It's usually, like, a vinegar brine. So what I did was made it in the, like, old-timey traditional way, which is you put it in a salt brine, and then it ferments and gets sour that way. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I do. And why does that make it better? <clears throat> it doesn't. It's just a little different. Man, no, it's better. Yeah. yeah. You get a much more complex sort of flavor. Huh. That's cool. That's very yeah. Um, Is this going to affect your professional cooking at all? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I found out when we had that time. Uh, oh, man. I, we got to do a whole what, 24 minutes, 54 seconds. We got to do a whole thing about Zanesville, Ohio someday because I am fucking just reading about Zanesville, Ohio right now on my phone. Right. I found out earlier today, listening to a different podcast, that a town in central Illinois, about 45 minutes south of Champaign, called Mattoon, which I've been to many times. It's a shitty town. Maybe instrumental in beginning the QAnon conspiracy. Wait, what's it called? Mattoon, M-A-T-T-O-O-N. And why have you been there many times? Uh, you just drive through there if you go from Champaign to St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and why is it shitty? Oh, no, it's just shitty. It's like 20,000 people. It's out in the cornfields. It's a real redneck town. Um, I get it confused with Tolono, which is slightly smaller and slightly closer to Champaign-Urbana. Oh, no, it's just like it's flat. There's a mall. Oh, there's a steak and shake. You can go to a steak and shake in Mattoon. That's that's okay. I've been there. Um, I don't know. It's just like your cornfield town. <laughs> but this guy, back in the 1990s, his name was Clyde Boyd, I believe. Boyd, I'm going to look that up right now. And the 1990s, he started this entire scam where he was telling people in South Central Illinois that he was a member of the Illuminati and that he was rebelling against the Illuminati and he had figured out how the Illuminati were keeping everybody else poor. And if they gave him just $100 at a time, he would invest that for them using the Illuminati's tricks and get the millions of dollars within three years. And it worked. The scam. Really? He got the millions of dollars? No, he took their money. Uh, and, and they didn't get millions of dollars. And he didn't give back millions of dollars. But he set up the... Uh, like, it, it's a complicated, like, over-life... Uh, mid-level marketing scheme. Right? He sounds just like shitty Bernie Madoff. He, he is. He is. It's yeah. exact same logic and principle. 
as Shitty Booty Mado, right? Except he got God involved with it, and he got this entire, he came up with this entire conspiracy narrative of good versus evil working against the uh, good Christians of South Central Illinois. Clyde Hood. Clyde Hood from Natune, Illinois. Yeah. And uh, then he got run out of Illinois and went to Washington State and then hooked up with some other con artists in Washington State who got it into, like, UFOs and aliens. Hmm. I'm going to read this to you from, from, this is from Wikipedia. Ready? Yeah. Clyde D. Hood is a former electrician from Mattoon, Illinois. In 1994, Hood formed the Omega Trust and Trading Limited and began to lecture to church groups. He said that the Lord had given him a mission. He claimed that he was one of the international traders who could make secret multi-million dollar deals to benefit humanitarian programs through debentures and prime bank notes in foreign banks. Hood asked for an investment of $100 and promised a payout of $5,100 in 275 days. He wanted the money delivered, wrapped in aluminum foil and via Federal Express because the US federal government was trying to block the trades through the United States Postal Service. Therefore, the scheme would remain secret. Thousands of people from the United States and overseas sent money. The program stopped accepting new investors in 1995. By that time, Hood had received more than $10 million. He began to present a number of excuses as to why investors had not been paid, blaming administrative costs, problems with foreign banks, and international financial conflicts. When some people still wanted to join, Hood and his accomplices claimed that they could sell share units of people who had wanted to leave the program. The estimated total amount of money was $20 million. He just took these people money. Because God, yeah. It's it's like part of America. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like just tell stupid people to give you their money and they will. And they will. Like just being a con artist is like fundamental to the structure of this nation. It's weird. Hmm. Anyway, it gets weird. You should look up this thing. I am. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. He got, he pleaded guilty in 2000 to multiple counts of fraud, mail fraud, money laundering, and falling, filing false tax returns. Um, but he has this whole thing that's not on Wikipedia where he went to Washington State and hooked up with another group of wackos in Washington State. He was imprisoned at the Federal Medical Center, Devons 
North of Worcester, Massachusetts, and was scheduled for release in 2012, but died earlier that year. So look, yeah, look up this guy, Clyde D. Hood from Mattoon, Illinois, which is just down the road from where I live. Very strange story. Um, and how is that connected to QAnon? So he, so he then, it's not in the, and I, I, I need to look this up. It's not in the Wikipedia page, but he later, he got ran out of Illinois and he moved to Washington State. And he met up with this woman who lives in Washington State who got really into new age alien shit and talking about the deep state coming after you. Um, and so she really like laid, I mean, and this is like the 1990s, so 20, 20 to 25 years before QAnon actually got started, but it's laying the groundwork, the same principles, the same logic that QAnon Here's this New York Times article that's really interesting. Uh, uh, federal law enforcement officials charged 11 Mattoon residents and eight other people in a bogus financial investment scheme that authorities say hoodwinked more than 10,000 people around the world out of more than $12.5 million. Most of those charged were the Mattoon deputy sheriff, a former Mattoon police officer, a minister, a lawyer, and a businessman. Yeah, man. Watch out, fucking Mattoon, Illinois. The fund called the, this is still from the New York Times, the fund called the Omega Trust and Trading promised a 50 to one return on each investment and couched its campaign in Christian terms with phrases like, keep the world's warehouse full. Money flowed in from people in all 50 states and countries, including China and Australia, with some investors following quizzical instructions to wrap their cash contributions in tin foil. In Mattoon, prosecutors say, Mr. Hood wandered the money by setting up businesses with acquaintances or giving them interest-free loans to build upscale homes or buy cars. He invested in Jimmy John's. Really? Yeah. It's a good investment, probably. Man. But it's also like the early era of the internet, right? So it's right. Like, like it's this weird time period in the late 90s where the internet exists but it's not like we know it of as now it's crazy very crazy yeah <sighs> the whole episode of this because matt here's a great headline yeah we should shut this off because now i'm just reading headlines but 2000 there's a headline from 2005 Mattoon police received payment for work on Omega scam case. Like, he was paying off the cops in Mattoon, Illinois. Jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, small town, you know. Yeah, small town, small town corn, salt of the earth people. And the only thing salt of the earth people want to do is give you money to fight that satanic pedophile uh, uh, cabal. Right. Because, you know, they care. Right, exactly. And he died in the effing name. Grand jury indictments filed in March of 2003 in Urbana reported that the Omega scam operated from 1994 to 2000 and produced $20 million in losses for investors, many of whom were devout Christians aiming to steal their promised returns into charitable donations. Hmm. You know, I just want this, speaking of did I tell you this? I just watched this movie called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah, you did. You did talk to me about that. And I did a little bit of research. She's not as innocent as I think that documentary portrays her as. It's not a documentary. It's a oh, it's doc- docudrama. Okay. Um, did we talk about it on the podcast? We did talk about it. You okay. talked about it on the podcast. And, but but give us a brief review. Well, it's just the same thing. These, these were televangelists who were like, oh, give us money. You need to give us money. We're doing all this great work. And they were just kind of like buying their, like, you know, buying fur coats and right. boats and, and antique cars and all this shit. Yeah. And here's my question, Sam, is do you think they think they're doing anything wrong? Yeah. You do? I mean, they got, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they have to, like, I feel like they probably think they're made, they're doing good work. Like, the good work that they do do is like offsetting the bad things that they're also doing. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think there's no doubt in my mind that those televangelists knew that what they were doing was illegal, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Do you know what that, series is called is it a series or is it one it was a movie is it on netflix no we went to the movies oh wow how was that man yeah it was cool we were like one of two of four people in the movie theater it wasn't a super popular flick i can tell you that gotcha yeah well because that was one thing i learned is that she died a long time before jim baker died and after Jim Baker's still alive. Oh, he's still alive. I thought he was. Dead. Yeah, he's got a. He's still a televangelist. He's got a. He got in trouble for selling a COVID cure recently. Oh, good for him. Yeah, that's like right up his his alley, right? That's like what he does. Yeah. 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 Him and Joe Rogan. Thomas wants to come on a, a anti Joe Rogan. Some time by the way. But like after Tammy Baker died, Jim Baker just married a woman who looks like Tammy Baker. Really? Yeah. Well, he went to jail. She didn't go to jail, and then she immediately married this guy who was the contractor that built all of their like they had a Christian amusement park and 
he's like this contractor who built like a ton of mega churches, you know? Right. That's so funny. That's so bizarre. Wow. All right, we should shut this off. This, I want to talk about this fucking Omega investment firm again, because this is blowing my mind. Uh, but we're running out of time, and uh, this is a baseball podcast. Uh, right. Ostensibly. Ostensibly. I did make condor chili again. I really like it. It's spicier and meatier this time. And I added green beans, which I think was a good move. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good. Canned or fresh? Uh, they were fresh. Nice. I don't think it made a big difference. They probably could have been canned. What do you think? Like yeah, it, I don't know. I've never put green beans in chili before, but you know, it's a bean. It, it just makes it look, I don't know, it makes it look nicer because you've got green and right. texture is a little bit different. Like you think you think it's a little healthier, maybe? maybe. Like feel a little better about maybe. eating nothing but chili for four days in a row. Exactly. Maybe you're eating a vegetable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. All right. So, what are you looking forward to next week? Wait, food wise or baseball wise? I do both. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Red Sox beating the Yankees in the wild card game. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of hope that that's going to happen still, but at Yankee Stadium. Probably, I don't know. Still, a lot could happen. I mean, it's still a lot could happen. A lot could happen. If Toronto wins two in a row against the Yankees, and if Boston wins two in a row against the Orioles, then everything's flip flop. Right. There's this whole thing going on on Reddit right now where there's like a mathematical possibility for a six way tie for the uh, wild card. Have you heard about this? Six-way tie? I haven't heard it. Six-way tie for the wild. A five or six-way tie, yeah. Okay. Can you, can you, so it's Yankees, Red Sox. It's got to be five, right? Yankees, Red Sox. Right. Mariners, A's, right? Yep. Then what happens? I don't know. There just would be a six-way, five-way tie. But they'd have to play tiebreakers, right? I guess. Yeah. That'd be cool. Maybe the Astros get tied into it also. Astros have not won that division yet. Really? I don't think so. Unless they won tonight, maybe they're close. All right. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm going to buy some chicken pieces. And I'm going to fry some chicken this week because I haven't done that in a long time. Maybe I'll bake some sweet potatoes to go along with it. That's unbelievable. Um, and the White Sox just got to finish strong. Nobody get hurt. We're not really playing for anything. There's an outside chance that we could steal home field advantage from Houston in the first round, but probably not. I think we're three games out with five games left. Um, 
So yeah, just get healthy, get good, win some fucking baseball games. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dub on the Um, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Sam, I think we got a lot of material that we're going to have to address over the off season. Uh, Bryce Harper, bartenders, uh, Zanesville, Ohio, uh, pickles, lots of pickle making. Yeah. Lots of good stuff to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Uh, make sure you check us out on all your social media applications. That includes Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we have a WordPress blog, uh, Instagram. Also, uh, Sam, post some good food. Post those pickles on Instagram. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, also, uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, on SoundCloud on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Thank you very much for Sam. My name is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant show. Do they know that you'll be so hard? Do they know that you'll be so hard? Do they know that you'll be so hard?